And we're back. And we're back again with the favorite friend of the pod, Martin, or Martin, as <laughs> when I give him his urban name, even though he's very pale. Yeah. And I've been struggling with my feelings about the film festival ever since my favorite programmer, Jane, left. But I still need to do something like this under self-care. So we're going to pivot for hopefully a couple months, depending on Martin's availability. And this is now becoming a Keanu cast in honor of the summer of Keanu, or the, the year of Keanu, really, 2019, that it's turning out to be. Could roll over into two years of yeah. Keanu. And that he continues to <clears throat> age as well as many unproblematic people who mind their business. I'm looking at you also, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Which we could also do after <laughs> Keanu if we concerning gulp dot gif. <laughs> that was my face right there. <laughs> Unproblematic <laughs> men who mind their business age well. It's just facts. Yeah. Also looking at you, James Woods. <laughs> so uh, we got to talking after. I think it was the Raptors game. I think it was one of the Raptors games that they won. It was the. Uh... The everything game. It was the everything game? Yeah. I was with you for the everything you game. You were, yeah, you were there. Yeah, and that night we talked about, are they going to go to see the premiere instead of the president? Based on Twitter today, seems like yes. Hmm. Uh, other sort of, like, how great it is to be in Canada right now. Yep. And one of the many things that uh, Canadians, most Canadians, I think, not all, can agree on uh, enjoying is the fact that Keanu Reeves is Canadian. Yep. He is yeah. a heritage moment. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I've seen him in a talk where he's, you know, talked about coming back to town and, like, riding the streetcar and, like, having the same complaints that teenage Keanu Reeves did, which indicates that he's a person of the people. Mm-hmm. So, also understands the struggle of getting across the city on those uh, monstrous hell cars that you call hell <laughs> <laughs> It's a real thing. Uh, so, I... Uh, M-H-C-T. <laughs> yeah. Monstrous Alcar Transit. <laughs> yeah. That should be the new version of it. I'm totally. I would. I yeah. would get a Metro Pass for the Monstrous Alcar Transit. That would be such a metal-looking card too, oh if it was named that. Yeah, it'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, like kind of like a like a heavy metal or Metallica yeah. type font. Every driver yeah. needs to look like Rob Zombie. Oh, please, yes. <laughs> At least let's go. Let's lean into it. Yeah. 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 yeah so. It was late enough when we were... I don't think we were that drunk. I think it was just late. Those games were late. Yeah. It, that game, that whole series took a lot out of the city and the country, I imagine. And everything seems like a good idea after 3 a.m. Um, things Ted Mosby wouldn't a, say. This is a great idea. Yeah. 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 So, no... so we came up with the idea of a Keanu cast. <clears throat> and we would go through the works of one Mr. Reeves... <laughs> Up until <laughs> Mr. Reeves, we either lose mm. interest. I'm gonna cry already. I don't know why. Or I mean, you have some life stuff coming up. Life stuff. Yeah. So we might not be able to continue past um, September when TIFF happens um, for reasons. Uh, you have a lot of plans for your anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Or on or around that date. I don't think anything should really get in the way of Keanu Cast. To be honest with you. I mean. Your hmm. wife's not here, so let's let's just <laughs> we'll let her decide if she She'll wants to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hit a hit pause on. That I mean, one. it's really just an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, so make time for Petula and make time for Keanu. Yeah. Logical. 
I mean, decisions. I'm, I'm not working right now. I could just end up being your nanny, and then I'd already be here. That might be the, a thing that, that happens. Solves the problem of not doing Keanu cast. I have no experience with childcare though, so I think that's a terrible idea. It's fine. Yeah. We were considering the neighbors babysitting. <laughs> okay. Like and then like we had like a good them. extra fifteen minutes with yeah. them, and then we rethought that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, when you think about Keanu, obviously you think of the big hits. Like, what are what's one of the top movies you think about? The Matrix. Right. Yeah. That's so it. That, That's that all. influenced the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. Then you talk about Speed. Yeah. Then you talk about that time traveler movie that I don't remember. So it's obviously not that influential, but it was a good movie. I so the time traveler or the memory one? Johnny the Mnemonic? One. No, Johnny... I can't say that word. Johnny Mnemonic? Can't say yeah. it. Doesn't come out of my mouth right. Yeah. Uh, mnemonic? M- mnemonic? 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 Pneumatic. Johnny Pneumatic. Um, I don't... Nick of Time? Yeah. No, no that's... Uh... Nick Nolte? No. <laughs> Johnny Depp, I think, is Nick of Time. But anyway, yeah. You think of a lot of things when you think about... Keanu, you don't necessarily think of the early classics, but I wanted to start with the first film. Bill and Ted. Oh, yes, Bill and Ted, which is they're going to be making another one. Yes. Another reason why Keanu is very top of mind for everyone right now. All part of Keanu mania. Yeah. Video games, like he's doing it all. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. Always be my maybe. Rom-coms, like he's just popping up to be Keanu. I think that wasn't a role so much as like... We've actually, like, I feel like talking to producers or whomever makes the money decisions for movies said, like, we're not actually going to cast you in this film as a character. We're going to cast you in this film as a meme. Mm -hmm. And memes don't get paid as much as (laughs) actors do. Are you interested? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And he was down for it. But he's probably also, except for for the Ronin, was he in one of the Ronin movies? I believe he was in some kind of Ronin movie. Was Tom Cruise? No, Tom yeah. Cruise in uh, Finding Nemo. No, not Finding Nemo. What's the no? Chat? He was in Forty Seven Ronin. There was another Ronin movie that Tom Cruise was in, but uh, I feel like except for Forty Seven Ronin, Always Be My Maybe is probably the movie with the most amount of Asian people on set. Oh, maybe Man of Tai Chi. But yeah, he hasn't gotten to be. Like most actors that are some other thing, like you're usually the only one, and he's sort of been presented as like people forget that he's quite Asian. Yes. Yeah. So that's another thing that like, as in this period of his life, he just seems to be being all of the Keanu that he can be. Keanu B. Keanu B. Yeah. So we're gonna have a regular segment at the beginning going forward called Keanu's, where we talk about (laughs) what he's up to. Uh, we're going to try to have, if not full commentaries, because that would make all the episodes too long, key scenes or key um, parts of the films where we play a little bit in the background and do a commentary over it. Um, and I believe this one, you came up with the term for it. I don't want to... So it's almost as hard as mnemonic, pneumatic, pen- pen- <laughs> mnemonic. Yeah. It's um, key-ometary. Commentary. So we do commentary over the, over the scene. Yeah. Like you would back in the day when you would watch a DVD, but yeah. you would watch it with the audio commentary yeah. of the directors and like various folks. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll have a little commentary over um, key scenes in some of his earlier films where maybe he only has bit parts, and then 
um, we'll probably make some decisions each week on like what percentage. Like I, I could easily watch the entire Matrix and just do commentary, but I don't know. I would love to do one full blown yeah. Matrix for rewatch. Yeah. yeah, I think that's. Well, I mean, that's just me. I'm coming from a really biased place. I mean, if we could get there, he's the kid's been prolific. Like, we got a lot of shit to get to between now and... How many and, movies uh, do we have to get through? I mean, we could skip some, but that's another thing that we'll talk about every week. All right. Um, that, what do we do next? And, like, which ones do we skip? We could come back to some. But I think, you know what? We won't spoil it for a listener, but I feel like I know what the next one has to be based on the... Um, body of work here but we'll get there we'll get there i'm not gonna yeah gotcha and suspense suspense and assuming that this actually gets edited in timely fashion uh it will be up in time for keanu da day keanu da day yes which is what we'll call it from now on mm-hmm. since that's when we'll be launching the podcast yes and uh under doing keanu da day type things this weekend we were both at cottages yes yeah Less surprising for you than me. You're so good at segues. Yeah. Just in awe. <laughs> <laughs> so what what region or body of water or place with woods and mosquitoes was your cottage in, generally? Little town called Havelock. Havelock. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's like a thousand folks. And, uh, and they do go by folks there. Yeah. Yeah. I just say folks a lot. Um, but yeah. I would definitely say, like, hey, what are you folks up to around those parts? Uh, yeah. I don't know where it is. It's yeah. Uh, it's Peterborough. Was it near water? There was a body of water okay. with, like, a small lake. Oh, okay. River lake. So I don't know which. Like, which river lake yeah. it was. I was right on Georgian Bay. It's uh, a body. It is a body of water just outside of Elmvale, which is about 40 minutes outside of Barrie. Yeah. I only know these things because of Google, not because I know anything mm. about the 05 yeah. or those those parts or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. But it was lovely. I did get mosquito bites mostly on my feet. So if you see me sort of rubbing my lower appendages together like a cricket or something, <laughs> it's not anything weird. It's just, yeah. yeah. If there's like cricket sounds to... yeah. Join those two together, then I'll be concerned. But I constantly was spraying myself in deep woods off, but when I would go just like in the water with even just my feet, then it would come off because it is nice, like rub your feet in the yep. sand. It, plus, it's a natural exfoliant, so it's great for my hobbit feet. Hmm. Yeah. Deep woods is probably the most menacing consumer yeah. product I've ever heard of. Yeah. But that's a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was invited and then uh, did confirm that there would be other people of color there because ever since Get Out, we get a bit nervous when people invite us to um, things in the woods. Cabins in the woods in general, like not a, a safe place for people, but like I always get no. even more nervous now ever since uh, Get Out if somebody invites me to like a remote home. But there were almost even numbers of uh, people of color invited to this uh cottage which also made a lot of the neighbors stop by and ask questions so i guess in some of those areas where they have those like you know cottage communities people mm. you know want to make sure people are airbnb and we were there with the daughter of the owner of the property it wasn't like an airbnb situation but yeah. they they made sure and even in one case it was the same woman who we asked to like take our picture the night before and we were there with the daughter who she'd met a million times like 
asked us again like the next day so where's so-and-so it's like hmm hmm one of those it was fine it's fine it was safe i'm alive doing keanu cast yeah yeah so did some super canadian stuff leading up to keanu cast yeah oh so for your uh keanu today barbecue are you gonna have any sort of special canadian themed foods no no not like a gravy mm. station where you could DIY poutine or... Not that no. clever. Yeah. So much going on these days. We have a lot happening. To open the... Let's get some meat on the grill. Yeah. Some people. And we were thinking, here's what... It's not Canadian at all, but when we went to New Orleans, we had these incredible things called snowballs. Are you familiar with them? Is it some sort of like iced beverage that's alcoholic inside a beer no alcohol per se but it's like shaved ice Uh and then they just do it so much better down there so we became obsessed with it and we bought an ice shaver off of amazon for a 100 bucks to try and replicate this because we thought we were going to be millionaires by opening Mm -hmm. up an ice shaving stand thousand airs maybe thousand airs maybe hundred airs yeah um, and then we got bored. We made our own flavors. It was a lot harder. But they have these things called stuffed snowballs where you take the shaved ice and then you throw some vanilla ice cream in there. And then you throw Ooh. ice. And they did it so good in New Orleans. And here, we tried to do it. We got it all right. Um, and we're going to do that. It's not Canadian at all, but that's going to be. I'm very interested in coming to this barbecue now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Oh. I, I was just saying yes to be polite before, but now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> sold you on the... On the, the balls. Yeah. Yeah, he sold me on the balls. Phrasing. So, uh, today's movie that we're going to talk about is the first feature film where he had a name as a character. One of the many uh, attributes of the Bechdel test is if a character has a name and gets to talk to another character that has a name about something that's like not a man. So mm-hmm. personhood in film is often defi- defined by your character not being, you know, thug number one or girl in bar. So before this, he'd had um, roles such as a team client in Hanging In, um, thug number one slash mugger in uh, episode of Night Heat, the TV series, not the film. Uh, stereo teen number one in Letting Go, the TV movie. And he had a name in a short film, but we weren't going to dig that deep to try to find a short film from 1985. So we went with uh, the 1986, not classic, but should it be? We'll find out. Uh, Youngblood, where his character's name is Heaver. He doesn't have a first and last name. We don't get the backstory of the name Heaver here. We'll have to dig a little deeper. I didn't do extra research on uh, Youngblood except for what Wikipedia could give me. Uh, it was a movie about an uh, ice hockey team. Mm-hmm. Also seemed a good fit for Canada Day. Yes, Keanu Day. Canada Day. K-Day. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And did you ever play hockey? No. No. No, I played basketball and baseball. No hockey. Yeah. It just seemed expensive and dangerous. And cold. Yeah. And early often. The expensive thing limited me immediately. The dangerous thing limited me secondarily. And like the cold, I would have self-selected out. 
Yeah. Once and I put the cold together. This movie uh, was directed by a gentleman named Peter Merkel, who also directed such films as Wagon's East, White Dwarf, and one of the biggest ones, Flight 93, which was probably too soon, based on the box office returns on that film. Hmm. It was one of those flights. Yeah. So, um, but <laughs> Peter Markle was a previously played, if not pro, like kind of like one or two leagues lower hockey. Okay. Allegedly, I guess. <clears throat> I don't know. I this could is... be misremembering the Wikipedia because that I didn't write down and we're drinking wine. Uh, it also stars, so Keanu's not a starring role in this, Rob Lowe. He's the main character. There's a lot of Rob Lowe in here. Young Rob Lowe. Being objectified in a very kind of like Verhoeven-y way, like there's a lot of his naked skin, almost more than the female character played by Cynthia Gibb. You're touching on all the points <laughs> that I came up with in the first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. I thought much. we had like a flip the script movie here, where yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. An e an, an email a movie a movie from the 80s. I'm assuming yes, and yeah. a movie from the 80s that that the the men are more objectified than the women if at all like yeah. the fact that he was objectified if both the director and the cinematographer dop were um heterosexual males i surprised because the gaze was very i like to have sex with male gaze you know <laughs> there was a lot of locker room stuff yeah the intro yeah the intro was a soft like a soft core yeah hundo it was, it was, it reminded me of like city TV and like baby blue nights. And I'm going to take everybody back that gets that shit real far back. Keep going with this. This is exactly, yeah. That's exactly, it was a baby blue movie, but for the opposite preference mm -hmm. for people that prefer men. Mm -hmm. Because there was like, it was just like a steamy ice rink at night and then the like, moving their skates all sexy like and then they're like oh so sweaty from that skate around the rink by myself i didn't understand that and then it just clicked into the rest of the movie like what was that for oh the 80s that's what everything and then the weight training scene yes please like elaborate your thoughts on that because i know my thoughts and they probably aren't appropriate i don't though. know that i got to the weight training scene. no they're like just in the patrick swayze's like pumping the bar and like we see him in the jock strap yep uh so there's other things other concerns i have with the jock strap theme in this movie overall but like this was yeah I would be surprised. There's a lot of male skin on display. And then the other main reason that I wanted to do this one, even though Keanu has not a very big part in this, one of the other leads is Patrick Swayze. Right. Which, that was an easy sell. That was like your second text message to me. Yeah. No, we were talking about this. Yeah. And then you were, you're on your way out. And I'm like, oh, by the way, Swayze's in it. I'm like, sold. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. You're like, what movie again? Yeah. And then... Yeah. Because this is really setting up for... I feel like my favorite, the my the one I might want to do a full commentary for, might be Point Break instead of Matrix. I haven't seen Point Break. <gasps> I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. I'm so excited. I haven't taken someone's virginity in a long time, so this will probably be an actually a better experience than that was. I'm sorry if you're listening, but it probably will. Oh, well, I'm excited. Yeah, I haven't no, seen Point don't Break. Don't watch it before. Why is it like, so good? It. How is it not better than Matrix? 
listen. <laughs> we'll get there. You'll see it. All right. And you'll have thoughts and feelings. But also um, wanted to see a movie where you have Patrick Swayze sort of as the co-lead with another. And I'm not sure if he was younger. Patrick Swayze had old man face even when he was young. He was. But definitely like the younger, prettier character, which is like he plays sort of like the weathered rogue to... Um, the character Keanu plays in Point Break, so sort of wanting to compare his chemistry mm. to Rob Lowe. Right. And I would say they had some, but not to the level. Like, when you watch Point Break, I mean, I don't know if, like, the the kind of phrase homoeroticism yay existed back when Point Break came out, but if it didn't, it should, because even though there's, like, a woman in the movie played by Laurie Petty, um, well... Anyway, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to Point Break, folks. Gonna, it's just going to yeah. be Let's anywhere skip. from a Let's few focus. weeks to a few months. Focus on this. But yes, this has Patrick Swayze. He's shirtless in like a weight room scene at least once or twice. Uh, there's a lot of locker room scenes. So many locker room so scenes. So many locker room scenes. So if you enjoy a uh, young, lean, shirtless, pale uh, dude, this might be the film for you just based on aesthetics alone. The whole time I thought to myself, this is... So progressive. Yeah. In the sense that, like, there's all these other movies where I'm sure they're objectifying women. Finally, women get to objectify men in this. Yeah. And... Uh, and then it took a... <laughs> then, then it... It took a turn. It took a turn. And a saucy landlord uh, played by... That's where uh, it took a turn. <laughs> I don't know how she pronounces her name. Is it Fiona Flanagan, even though it's spelled like Fianola, because she's Irish? Anyway... Beautiful Irish accent, uh, actress, uh, much older lady now. You like most people know her in her roles with her like solid gray hair. Mm. However, that's her. That's her, right? But her in this movie, she's the landlord who immediately thought trouble. Like they wear, did not hide it at yeah, all. Yeah, she wears hot pants and brings tea and other things up to the young gentleman's room. She is what you would call a purveyor of hockey. Players. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the less appropriate term, I think, would be puck bunny, although she's slightly older than a bunny. Yeah. 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 But it, it seemed, they played it out like it was a coming of welcome to the team kind of thing. Yeah. Before their insanity ensued. And then the coach is played by Ed Lauder, who has one of those faces where you see, you're like, oh, I've seen that guy and yeah. stuff, but yeah. you legit cannot remember Get a single... Out of my head. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm like, where else have I seen you? Let's dive And I in. go through his IMDb, and I'm like, I cannot remember watching any of these, although I must have watched some of them. Like, he's a lot of, like, one episode of TV show kind of things. But if we go back to, okay, you're younger than I am, so let's, like, push forward to, like, the mid-90s and start there. Hmm. So he was in one episode of X-Files uh, as Colonel Marcus Aurelius Belt. <laughs> Let's I mean, really. Just talk about the name right there. Really. Um, he was in an episode of Highlander as Avery Hoskins. I think I tapped out of Highlander early, though. There's another one. Uh, he was in Mulholland Falls as Earl. That's the prequel to Drive, I assume? No. Uh, he was <laughs> in <laughs> the 1999 TV series of The Magnificent Seven as Hank Conley. Uh, yeah, he's been in like a lot of. He's was an an episode of Charmed, the TV series, as a character named Center. So this guy just keeps grinding. 
but he wasn't on anything for that long. He was a recurring character on ER. That's probably where my brain that's, remembers him that's from. That's where my brain probably um, as Fire Captain Daniker. So he probably would have been on a like captain. a bunch of ep- yeah. He's got that face. Yeah, he's got that face. Uh, he's been on an episode of JAG, an episode of NYPD Blue, but like not a lot of recurring stuff. Um, one episode of Grey's Anatomy. Like, this guy has been in, like, pretty much almost every single show, but, like, one or two or three episodes max. Good for him. He's a working actor. He's got one of those faces. But, like, honestly, he was heavily featured in this film, and he did a great job, I thought. Yeah. 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 And so he's also the father of Cynthia Gibb who's the Zamboni driver and a uh, woman that takes Roblo's fancy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I love the fact that she's the Zamboni driver. This movie was actually, in many ways, more progressive than a lot of films that are currently it just, made now. It just was all over the map. Yeah. It was... It had weaves and dodges. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking in our turn here, but... No. Yeah. Like, the older, like, landlady being the one to sort of... Yeah. Me too. All the young men at the the boarding house. That's yeah. It was an interesting. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah. So I think uh, under Kia News, we'll do that at the end today. We normally would do it at the beginning, but we said way too many times. So we'll do Kia News at the end. I think we'll start with the first of our two Kia commentaries. Kiamentaries? Maybe we shouldn't go with that. I don't know, but I like to... Kiamentary? Kiamentary. I like the idea of us both trying to say it every week. Kiamentary. By the time we're done this... We'll say it. It'll just roll off the tongue. Roll off the tongue. It'll be a phrase. It'll be a t-shirt. We'll We'll have merch. I bought the domain. Kiamentary. So we're going to have the scene with the landlady. And we're going to see what's going on in the house of I don't even remember what her yeah the boarding house she brought him tea she did bring him tea there was a lot of disappointment for me when she came and like they just like immediately like here's some ass pants for you (laughs) slash shorts yes um that made no sense and it no. was like, you did so good, movie. You did. The movie you did were, good. You were doing so well on the whole flipping the script. And yet. And then somebody in the writer's room said, we need somebody with hot pants. Let's just make it the boarding house lady. And, and that was a problem. That was a real, it was a tough hang. Tough look for... Our fan there. It was... It was a weird choice, too. I'm like, why is this even happening? Yeah, I didn't... I didn't quite get it. And it was... It definitely felt like a script that went through a lot of different notes. Mm. From different people. He shows up to this house... Yeah. He opens the door. She's there. Very friendly. And then he goes up to his room to crash, which is the boarding house. 
And she's got this, like, pack of cards that she's got wrapped around in elastics. And she's looking at the card, salivating over these former players who've come through the boarding house. Good pun, also. Come even... through. <laughs> I like what you did there. I don't know if you meant to. I don't know if you meant to do it. Accidentally hilarious. It was accidentally hilarious. And, uh... Yeah, from the minute he enters the house, you can tell that something's up with her. Yeah. But you don't know the degree to which something is going to be up with her. Serves tea. Then they get their... They get their thing on. And she asks... She gives off, like, a very, like, motherly vibe in the beginning. Goes from motherly to thirsty, like, zero to 60. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I'm going to skip right to the love making, if we want to call it that. I think that's a stretch. Do we want to call it that? I think that's a stretch. Do we just want to call it time in the house? I think it's like initiation. A A little initiation. So she's just brought the tea here. We're going to play this and then we're going to talk over it. Young Rob Lowe in a flannel shirt because he's living in Canada now. Yeah. Oh, French. I'd love to know who's speaking right now, though. I was <laughs> like, who's doing her voiceover? Actually, we'll keep the French. Yeah. I like it. It's even more Canadian. The bed squeaky. That comes up later. It's a plot point. The tea tastes terrible, apparently, or is too hot. I, I, I took it for too hot. Oh, yes, it's too hot. Yeah. This is classed up the entire movie. Yeah, making it French is yeah. like, yeah. Can you hear the bed squeaking? Yep. She's brought up some cards to play with. To oogle over. Both of them have mullets. They do. They have almost the exact same haircut. It's yeah. just got a little more on the sides. Yeah. It's amazing that both the English and the French version are free on YouTube to watch. So, listener, we won't be doing the French versions for everyone, but I I do like this adds a little extra Canada Day touch to it. And if he didn't have the mullet, he'd be perfect startup. This made no sense. Yeah. Yeah, so he's looking at the cards right now, and then she just takes off her shirt, and by the time Rob Lowe's character looks over... He does a double take. She's half undressed. And now the camera does a lot of stuff with tea during sex. Later on in another sex scene, we also see the tea... Keanu time! Keanu um, indicates that his character also had a similar experience last year, Mm -hmm. but then looks somewhat jealous... When he finds another character had the same experience the previous night. Yeah. And for the second scene that we're going to do a, a commentary for? Commentary. Commentary. It's, it's starting to roll off the tongue. Uh, the gentlemen are in a bar uh, discussing the day's events. He literally says bath, bath, bath. Yes. I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. Okay, good. Thanks. Fast legs. 
slow fists. Okay, suck at me. Oh, poor baby. Hey, maybe next time we can send you a telegram. Get ready for the right hook. <laughs> man, right, he's really good as Well, that man is fucking an animal. <laughs> so, that right there with the weird, is that supposed to be a French accent, was Keanu saying um, that man is fucking an animal. I don't know if that was supposed to be ironic because the scene where he's looking in on both of them. Yeah. Uh, he did not use a French Canadian accent. I think he was saying it sounded weird though, the way he was talking. So this scene has just got a lot of heavy bro energy. Super bro. With um, Patrick Swayze holding court at the table. So yeah. later on when we get to Point Break, you'll see a lot of the energy is similar. But it's a much better scene because I do think that um, Swayze had better chemistry with Keanu Reeves than he did with Rob Lowe. Hmm. Local talent at three o'clock. Yeah. And there's an angry, extra bro dude staring off into the rest of the team saying, you're stealing my girl. Yes. The Hamilton Mustangs have called over some ladies to have some beverages with them. Very animal house. Now, a young player offers, offers to show his hemorrhoids at the table. Yep. And the one girl is not into it, and the other one might be. Maureen so is she's down. Got a, a medical condition kink. And they have a call sign yeah. for their gag of throwing teeth into a cup. Yeah. That scared me the most. Yeah. The throwing the teeth into the cup? Yeah. Because people looked up to... Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Looked up to Patrick Swayze. This is probably one of the most problematic parts of the movie. That, like, they do this. This this, is, so it doesn't get worse than this. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of heavy um, dude stuff around, like, the whole hockey and fighting. There's a weird message around toughness that I feel like, unfortunately, Don Cherry would approve of. Where, um, even (laughs) though... He ships everything. Even though... Uh, Youngblood, uh, played by Rob Lowe, is a great skater. Um, because he doesn't know how to fight, he's not tough enough to make it to the big leagues or even like make it like through the game and have the respect of his teammates. Yeah. A lot of tequila going on here. Yeah. See, that scene right there is probably the most wholesome thing I've seen in the entire movie. Like him just like snickering. Yeah. I feel like this would be a scene that they did not. They're just like, all right, get hammered at a bar. We're going to yeah. record you. And they yeah. didn't, there wasn't any like. Yeah, I almost feel like, I wonder if I've ever drank at this bar. It almost looks a little bit like the victory, like the old victory from some angles. Because hmm. they shot a lot of it in Toronto. But yeah, so that's it for the key commentary for this section. Uh, for future movies, we'll do either much longer chunks and or um, we'll say for one or two, we'll do the entire film. Entire commentary. Yeah. And those episodes will possibly be either really painful or really amusing for you, listener. But we'll need to figure out the audio so that you can actually hear 
um, while we're probably watching it over headphones or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that, that's easier to do. I think yeah. we can figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But yeah, those kinds of commentaries, you have to remember to keep talking and not just watch the movie. And the problem with both Point Break and The First Matrix is they're so good. I feel like there'll be parts where I would just watch things. So we'd need to, like, watch it but not say the funny stuff to each other out loud. Like, save it for the show. But we'd want to say it out loud. We lack the self-control. So I wrote some notes while I was watching what I watched about it. Yes. And we can can talk about it. Yeah. Um, So, first thing is... It's a softcore porn intro. Yes. I think we talked about that a bit. Yeah. I'm glad we did. Um, it took forever for Keanu's name to actually get in on the credits. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you said we're going to watch this movie with Keanu Reeves. Like, he was right before they started getting into, like, produced by, directed by. Mm-hmm. Because the 80s and the 90s were notorious for having... Like, these long intros that literally nobody wants to watch until, like, the actual movie begins. Mm -hmm. And this was just, like, some sort of skating montage. Mm -hmm. Um, Keanu was was last. Mm -hmm. He was last on that. So that was interesting to me. We're we're starting from the beginning. We're starting from the bottom. Yeah. And then we'll get there. Which, I like your style Mm -hmm. on on what we're going to present to the folks here. Um... The whole Canada scene was interesting. Oh, yes. The brother the, driving the other brother across the border singing Oh Canada. Oh Canada. There was like some like, oh, brotherly love moment there. Yeah. With Roblo and his brother, a quote from that scene, uh, don't take any shit from them Canucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there was a problematic term that they used regarding people from the States coming up to Canada because yeah. they would treat... And they said they referred to people as from that country again later on. Like yeah. when he saw a bunch of people who couldn't skate. Like, what, did you get a bunch of people from um, the warmest country in NAFTA? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a weird flex to, like, really double yep. down on this not funny they thing. doubled down on that joke yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, my problem watching this was that I loved the car that his brother drove. Yeah. I'm like, does this make me problematic? His brother's really hot, too. That actor. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, What happened to him? Let's find out. I mean, I feel like the brother, I've also seen him in stuff. He also seems like a bit of a, hey, it's that guy kind of guy. But his IMDb actually stops right after that. Oh, no. He was born in Manitoba. This is very apropos. Uh, that doesn't seem like the right information. Young blood and for the record, former NHL player. Huh. Wow. If that was really the brother, Eric Lane Youngblood, or is that the dad? Oh, that might be the dad. So let's see, based on the age that that character was, oh Kelly Youngblood. That's Kelly's. That's Kelly's kid brother. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. This is the hot brother. Jim Young's uh, was last seen in the Wise Guy TV series, but also seems to have done a bunch of stuff similar to The Coach, like one episode of this, one episode of that, but a lot of stuff in the 80s and not much since then. Yeah. 
an episode of Babylon 5. One episode of Babylon 5? Yeah, one episode of Babylon 5. One episode of Babylon 5, please. Uh, Hotshot, uh, an episode of American Playhouse. Yeah, so he hasn't done much. He's from New York. Uh, he is employed, according to IMDb, as a nightclub manager, a dance instructor, and a golf pro. Pro and also decided to try his hand at acting. Yada 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 yada. But it appears that he has like other stuff on the go, side hustles, etc. Um, and he was one of the people in Footloose. That was probably the most popular movie this person ever appeared in. But yeah, the guy who played the brother was super hot as well. There's just a lot of attractive people in this movie. So whoever cast this. And maybe we should try to see yeah, who the casting director was. Like, they definitely seem to like young men that looked very attractive, sweaty, and shirtless. A lot of chads. I don't want to infer anything, but yeah, a lot of chads. A lot of chads. Chad heavy. Yeah. Even though all the producers were men except for one woman who was the associate producer cinematography by Mark Irwin. Let's see what other stuff that person's shot. Uh, casting by Penny Perry. All right, let's see let's, what else Penny Perry in. has uh, done the casting for to see if, well, been working steadily since the early... Literally all the things. All the things. Um, let's do the, the known for ones. Um, known for Cocoon. That's the opposite of Hot Young Flesh. Uh, Double Team, which had Dennis Rodman and John claude Van Damme. Time Cop, uh, 2010. Uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, casting director, if they have any kind of history of finding choice young boy flesh, like they seem to. <laughs> oh, Penny. Finding okay. all the choice boy flesh. Yeah. Um... I don't really see a lot of stuff in here. Uh, the 1987 version of Flowers in the Attic is the next sort of soft, corey, weird thing that I would say would be in their wheelhouse. You have to do a lot of scrolling. Yeah. I don't know that you can pin Penny down on anything for the, this one. The sequel to Mannequin. Mannequin on the Move. Uh, yeah, there's Time Cop again. Is that like an adult version of today's special? Maybe. Uh, a movie called... <laughs> Oh, a TV movie called Breast Men, about two doctors, the two doctors who created breast implants. So, you know what? Penny seems to have a lane, and that lane is... I'll take it. It's interesting. Um, then there's a whole bunch of TV movies, like a whole, 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 whole bunch of TV movies for years and years and years. A lot of McBride TV movies. Uh... Yeah, so that seems to be Penny's bread and butter for casting now. But once Penny did cast a movie with a young Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, and Keanu Reeves. So you know what? That's a pinnacle right there. Yeah. and I would the, brag about that for a while. The cinematographer, Mark Irwin, seems to have done uh, much more, including being known for such hits as uh, Robocop 2, the first Scream movie, which also, I mean, any horror movie has like an element of kind of 
softcore B kind of like, let's watch this young woman run in like a thick enough sweater that we can tell she's not wearing a bra, but it's still like (laughs) not totally dirty. Um, Something about Mary and old school, old school, which I mean, I still kind of love that movie, although I don't know if I just remember loving it or if it's actually good. Uh, But oh, yeah. Cinematographer or director of photographer on Passenger Fifty Seven. Uh, that brought Travolta. us the uh, no, Passenger Fifty Seven is a Wesley Snipes joint, where we got the phrase "Always been on black." That was the tagline for that little ditty. Yeah, so it's like yet another like you have like a marshal type or some sort of law enforcement type person on a plane, and then shit starts to go down. Uh, yeah, an airline security expert must take action when he finds himself trapped on a passenger jet while terrorists take control of it. Starring uh, Wesley Snipes, Bruce Payne, Tom Sizemore, yada, yada, yada. Bruce Tom Mike, blah, blah, blah. Sizemore. Yeah. You could do a podcast about that guy. We're not going to do it. Like, no, I know. Just in the first episode of the Keanu one. Uh, oh, D2, Mighty Ducks. So he's, he did multiple, two at least that Hockey. we know of. Yeah, that... Yeah. Oh, I've done a hockey movie before. Yeah, apparently they did have to have some kind of special rig. And I think this guy actually can skate, like, not maybe, you know, NHL-level skater. But, like, whoever was shooting it, they had to actually be on the ice, like, with, like, a rig to right. shoot them on the ice. So that was probably how he got the Mighty Ducks gig from his uh, skating shots. Uh, Scream, as you mentioned, Scary... Oh, and then he did Scary Movie, so he jumped He's over like to the parody. kind of... Yeah. He weaves and dodges through the ice. And American Pie, too. Oh. Not even, like, the oh. first one. Yeah. I think we found our culprit. Yeah. I think this At is... At Big Mama's House, too. Interesting. This guy has a lot of weird twos, but then he does the first versions of other things. Interesting. Yeah, man. Descendants two TV movie, but he didn't do the first Descendants, uh, which is a Disney movie, uh, Disney Channel joint, with a bunch of kids singing and dancing around. But again, a lot of things that have a lot of movement. It does uh, seem that he doesn't That's... do a lot of like you know things that are just like a stage play, talking heads in a room. Right. He's not doing like a easy peasy drama yeah. where it's. Talking Heads, like yeah. you said. Yeah. But he did have, like, a comedy stretch for a while. I think the peak of that was um, the the one-two punch of me, myself, and Irene in old school, which were fairly close together. Oh. So, but it does appear that there was some weird things after that. And then uh, Sidney White was sort of the kickoff of, uh, I think, his uh, entree into, like, the Disney fair. Um, Sydney White, led by one Amanda Bynes, as she was making her transition. And then you just get swallowed up by a yeah, enterprise. That, that or a Disney machine, man. Yeah, it's tough. There's an infographic that came out today on Reddit about the Disney machine. Yeah. And it's, well, there's a lot of companies. That's not like. It's terrifying. It looks literally like any other like major industry. Like if you put advertising into a bucket and then you're like these are all the advertisers advertisers that do like ad tech these are all the advertisers that do this that the other thing is equivalent to that the amount of companies they own is absolutely they own abc not shouldn't be a surprise to anybody 
they own all the I don't know why I'm going off on a tangent about this. It's just concerning and scary all at the same time. I guess. And they're not evil yet that we know of, but they could be. Look what happened with Facebook. Listener, as you know me, you know, I deleted my Facebook in 2012 because I knew that shit wasn't right. But all y'all are, you know, appendages deep in that horrible enterprise where they know all your stuff and more. But if you want to go down a conspiracy podcast, well, we can, but we won't. We won't. At least not until we get to Johnny Mnemonic, and then... That would be a good time. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it then. But while we're talking about Disney, uh, it's time for Kia News. Oh! Segway, segway, segway. I like it. So this week, and apparently according to nothing but nonsense on Twitter that I've not verified twice, like an even not shitty journalist, uh, they are... Are or have spoken with Keanu multiple times. Allegedly, there's a quote from Feige that basically they've talked to him every time. Like they've always wanted to get him into the MCU. So if Feige has always been trying to get on that Keanu D, we know one, hopefully he still will continue to remain unproblematic because I feel like. The more money these movies make, the more of a deep vetting that they do on people before they even talk to them to make sure that nothing's going to pop up. Because they don't want to have to, like, fire someone or get rid of a character that they may want them to, like, reoccur, like, in anywhere from, like, 1 to 20 movies. So, uh, I wonder now. Let's think back. Does he need more money? He doesn't, but he gives it away to people. Does he? Yeah. Is part of the... We'll talk about his... Um, Keanu P? Yeah. Keanu P when we Keanu, get to probably in the Matrix where Keanu. that was like his biggest payday and then he just like spread that money around. Yeah. Because he's good people. So let's think about all of the movies in the MCU. What movies do you think they would or could have thought of? Like what role do you think they thought of Keanu for? I definitely think maybe Ronan the Accuser, but he would have been totally wasted in that and I can't imagine him wanting to do the blue makeup the role that Lee Pace played in uh, Captain Marvel and yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy in the ship with the, the <coughs> yeah. staff and yeah. the, the long I feel like due to um, Keanu's trademark uh, stilted cadence of line delivery they might have thought of him for yeah. a few of the bigger villain characters doesn't have that the chap that did it was had an aggressiveness to him mm-hmm. that I don't think Keanu has. He's yeah. softer. He's like he's softer. Even say even as, as John Wick, he's yeah. he has very few lines actually. As John Wick, hmm. is he going to be a lead? I mean, but what character could he have been the lead as? Because he would have been too young to play Tony Stark. I think when so he's already been in it. Is that no? But I'm saying like they allegedly talked to him in the past as well. They didn't say what movies or like what roles or whatever, but like this allegedly isn't the first time they've talked to him about maybe doing something in the MCU. So I'm just trying to guess at like what other roles they might have thought of him for or asked him if he was interested in. Because he's a little too old for any of the main people. I'm going to assume nothing for Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's very versatile, but probably not. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume uh, in Guardians, I'm guessing, that's why I'm guessing Ronan for Guardians. 
Although maybe the Yondu character? The character that Michael, whatever, like, yeah. but he was so good as that. But he could have made that fun and weird. It would have been very different. What about um, Doctor Strange? <gasps> oh my god. He might have been a really good Doctor Strange. And some of the problematic stuff that people had about that movie with no Asians in the two lead roles would have been mitigated slightly. 25%ly. Yeah. That's good. Because he... That's, that's that a seems good like a guess. natural because like yeah. Doctor Strange, heartthrob, Doctor, yeah, egocentric. That's yeah. literally the opposite of every character he's played in the last forever. Though. But he looks awesome with a beard. Yes, and we know he looks good in cape type clothing because of the Driving Matrix. Driving hot cars. Yes. Yeah. I think he oh could have done the. If they talk to him about Doctor Strange. I'm kind of mad because, like, I would have <laughs> kind of loved to see that version of Doctor Strange. See, yeah. Yeah. And now I'm imagining movie. every Doctor Strange scene, including the stuff in Endgame played by Keanu. Like, even the thing, like, when, you know, Doctor Strange points up. I'm not spoiling anything in the movie, except for the fact that, yes, somehow people who were dusted appear in Endgame, which, if you look at a poster, I mean, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but... I could just imagine that Keanu energy for all of those scenes. Um, yeah, the when Benedict Wong says to him, "You wanted more," like when he's like, "Is this is this it or is this everyone?" Like all of these lines now, I'm hearing Keanu say them in my head, and, and like no shade to to you know Benny to yeah Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benny Cummy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, eggs Cumberbatch there. Like it's fine. <laughs> But did a good job. He did. He did okay. He did great. He did. No. Yeah. yeah. Enjoyed. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed. However. Yeah, Keanu would have been. When in doubt. Would have been great. Because so I think you can tie the sort of Zen Eastern philosophy style of the Matrix that he definitely just embodied. Because of how well they did that movie. I don't want to place all the blame on him and doing mm-hmm. great acting. And throwing that all into the Doctor Strange character. And yeah. just like pulling all that clout from previous yeah. expectations and perceptions of a character. And just be like, oh yeah. And it would be nice if the new Sorcerer Supreme was a little bit Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had the chap that... Uh, well, that was the whole plot. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? Maybe we cracked it. I think you got it. On one guess, let's that's, be real. That's a good guess, but that's like one of the best guesses. I'm I think nowhere if they, like, near to the about master of like no, but that's MCU. A, that's a good theory, though. It's a plausible theory. It's a very plausible theory. There's got to be others. What's the second? What's the second runner-up there? I don't think my guesses were even as good as that because my guesses were all like either villains or I bit like parts. Ronan, though. Yeah, Ronan, yeah, but I don't think he, he would have done play. the blue. Yeah. He doesn't play. It's like Tom Hanks. Has anybody, Tom Hanks ever played a bad no. guy? Anybody in Thor do you think he could have been? Maybe the second Thor? He could have been the Rocket. Mm-hmm. The voice of Rocket. Bradley Cooper and him have this, like... Mm-hmm. Um, or... Nobody in Spider-Man, I don't think. 
I don't think they would have thought of him for Vulture at all. At least not in the direction they were going, or not even the way the original character looks in the comic books. Like, not even close. Keaton was perfect for that. Uh, and that it came out after Birdman was just meta-nonsense on the next level. Um, no chance for I'm trying to think. Captain America. Um, Civil War, maybe, like... Bucky? A government person? He's too old to be Bucky, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, like maybe, I don't think Agent Ross either, the one that uh, Bilbo Baggins or Frodo, yeah, Bilbo Baggins plays, Martin Freeman. I don't think that would have been. Wait, hold up. You just said Bilbo Baggins plays Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Not Martin Freeman. <laughs> okay. All right. Martin Freeman plays uh, Agent Ross, the guy who pops up in a couple of movies, including in Wakanda. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't think it would have been that. I don't think it would have been Claw. Ulysses Claw. Uh, I don't think it would have been. Yeah, no, yeah, I think it would have had to have been a big. Yeah. Role. Yeah. He's not doing. He's not playing Haver anymore. Yeah, and age-wise and whatever, like I don't think there's a lot of big roles that he could have done. Punisher. Oh, maybe I don't think he would have been contacting about any of the TV stuff though. Right, that's a separate... Yeah. That's not under the Feige thumb entirely yet until they start the streaming network. No, I think you're right. We're not going to belabor this point because we have... Uh, the only other uh, recent Keanu news to discuss is... Keanu news? Uh, is the cyberpunk 20-some year in the future. So I would petition to you that we keep doing this until that comes out. Until the game comes out. And then I have a geek out. And then we play the game? And we play the game. All right. But... We have a city to burn. The character that he plays in the game, how soon do we see them in a cutscene? Because I'm concerned that, like, <laughs> the character that you are playing in the game yeah. has to do a bunch of shit before they get to that guy? That would be the worst Like, do I have trick. to, like, get through, like... Multiple no. levels before I even see the Keanu character, because then I'd be like very upset. I don't have the levels anymore, but yeah, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, now. like, do I have to like do a bunch of like activities before I even get to Keanu? Yeah, that's the thing. We'd have to like do some like gameplay first, We'd have and to then wait do a save game, and then yeah. Yeah, no clue. But excited. Yeah. Like, that's the culmination. That's just data driven business right there mm -hmm. it's like how many people love the matrix oh seven billion mm -hmm. <laughs> cool let's make a video game with the main character from it yeah and he doesn't have to get in shape for it because we've got 3d yeah. he probably recorded some of that stuff while he was sitting in an ice bath either after john wick one two or three yeah 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 because he's in shape he's just like constantly beating himself up like even when he was doing the stage thing his body movements looked a little bit stilted because like I feel like he destroys himself so much on those John Wick movies his um, body movement is almost starting to match like the occasionally robotic nature of his voice because I think he's just sore like I was listening to a podcast with the director from John Wick and he's like literally you should see like the ice baths this guy has to sit in every night yeah he sits in ice baths yeah for movies like an NFL player like yeah that's a sacrifice that Keanu puts out there for us. So I feel like the least we can do is do a shitty podcast that has anywhere from like yeah. 
three to hopefully 20 episodes about his body of work. We just had delicious Indian food. We did. Courtesy of you. Yes. And I don't know that an ice bath would be a good idea No, but immediately you, after that. But what was the line that someone said this weekend at the cottage about somebody's uh, uh, red pepper jelly? Uh, put the toilet paper in the freezer? Because <laughs> it's got some heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll end there with a trip to uh, put the toilet paper in the freezer after our, <laughs> our spicy meal. And hopefully somewhat spicy episode. This was, this was pretty spicy. It's a good start. Yeah, but we have to pick the next one. So, uh, we had some discussion. I will give you the choice. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're skipping the one that we aren't going to do. But I'm going to say we're hard no right now on TV movies if they're early in his career. So we are not going to do Active Vengeance where he plays a character called Buddy Martin. We aren't going to do a Magical World of Disney TV series where he plays a character called Michael Riley. We are not going to do um, a movie called Flying or a movie called The Brotherhood of Justice. Both, oh, although, <laughs> although he is the co-lead in Flying. High school student is skillful in gymnastics, but in a car accident is seriously injured. Her future will show what is stronger, Dreams or Reality, starring um, Keanu Reeves and Olivia Diabo. That's a uh, nice last name for That him. looks terrible. Uh, the other movie that I'm... Oh, I'm... Uh, uh, the Brotherhood of Justice. A group of high school students led by rich boy Derek is sick of school violence and decides to be, become underground vigilantes named Brotherhood of Justice. Now, Kiefer this movie Sutherland. is led by Keanu Reeves, Kiefer Sutherland, and possibly soon to be incarcerated, Lori Laughlin. You may know her from Full House and Fuller House. Other people know her as uh, the defendant in the I did scams to get my daughter in the university. Oh, wow. You know what? That's timely. Just because it's timely, we might have to go for Brotherhood of Justice. Uh, the other one that I was going to say that we should go for next until I read the synopsis of Brotherhood of Justice, was um, River's Edge, which is actually much more known. Uh, and it has... Uh, it's on a, based on a true story. And it has everyone's favorite weirdo, Crispin Glover. Uh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Ioni Skye. Uh, as well as... <gasps> As well as Dennis Hopper, who we see later in Speed with Keanu Reeves. So he has a this lot of like... This is a nice segue. This is a good... This is this is tough. You know what? I'm going to say... I like say, Glover. I have some extra time on my hands right now. I'll watch... I'll take the bullet. I'll try to find Brotherhood of Justice. I'll watch that. But we'll actually do River's Edge for next one. And then I'll tell you if Brotherhood of Justice, which has a 5.6 out of 10 rating on IMDb, <laughs> is even worth your time. All right. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? I'm I'm in. Yeah, okay, so, so the it, next movie we'll do is um, River's Edge, which is actually, like, it, it had some acclaim. It had four wins and five nominations for, like, uh, awards. Like, this one actually is going to be slightly better than Youngblood, which, you know what? If you like hockey movies, I would say Youngblood's not bad. That's like, a good movie. Almost everybody either skated. They did have some skating doubles, but most of them either already could skate before or learned to skate or, like, had trainers work with them. It's um, better than a lot of 80 movies, 80s yeah. movies that I've seen. Yeah, and the weird flip the script on the sort of people who like male 
gazes. Like, it, it's almost worth it just for that. But yeah, it won... Um, River. If we go back to River's Edge, it won a couple of Independent Spirit Awards, as well as it won a movie at the Sundance Film Festival in 87. And it won a Young Artist Awards for uh, Best Actress for Ione Sky. So this one is supposed to be good. Like, for realsies. So we'll give River's Edge a watch. That'll be our next movie. And I will take the bullet and do, like, uh, tight five on Brotherhood of Justice. Legit, only because Lori Laughlin and Kiefer Sutherland are in it. There's yeah. some great material there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not going to do, like, a behind-the-scenes no. on this podcast. But I do want to let the listeners know that I did buy three independent beers they're all ass related. Oh. Because there's a lot of Rob Lowe. It's naked ass. It's naked ass. Yeah. In in the first twenty minutes of the movie. And that is also very Canadian. It's very Canadian. The beer, not the ass. So we have uh yeah, Canadian hockey ass, it all ties together. <laughs> yeah. So we had Bear Runner, which was the name of one. Mm. And then we had uh, Cheeky Bastard, Ooh. which was another stout from uh, Nickel, Nickel Brook. And then we also had um, something called Solstice or Solaris. Oh, yeah. It was just Solstice this past weekend. And the the only reason I chose that one was because the image on the can actually has like the same emoji peach mm-hmm. icon that people substitute. For the bottom. For the bottom because of how the peach is displayed. All right. Well, how about we make the, the totally collection of cans? No, we'll make the collection <laughs> of cans uh, the image for this first issue of the Keanu cast. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're good. Uh, next time we'll see you with some River's Edge with just the tip of Brotherhood of Justice. Just the tip. And uh, Keanu's will uh, depend week to week based on if he's done anything. Again, as we mentioned, as a unproblematic man who minds his own business there's not a lot of news he stays out of trouble there's a Keanu's gospel really because yeah. it's all going to be good news it, it is mostly good news mm. yeah yeah so that's it and we'll talk to you soon happy Bye. Canada Day Canada Canada Day Canada K-Day K-Day yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot easier we'll get there <laughs> <laughs>